0: I thought that you could sense that with your Peter Tingle. Please do not start calling it my Peter Tingle. Hello, Popheads, and welcome once again to the Tomcast Podcast. This is issue 92. We're just chugging our way to 100 already. Uh, We're coming to you live via podcast from our secret Tom Cave hidden in the back of J. Jonah Jameson's office at the Daily Bugle. My name is Tom, hence Tomcast Podcast, and thank you so much for listening to this quality independent podcast. Uh, please follow our show on the social media at TomCastPopCast on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show TomCastPopCast at gmail.com. And finally, you can join Pophead Nation where you're going to get access to all kinds of sweet bonus content if you sign up uh, for our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast. There's all kinds of cool movie commentary tracks on there right now and a couple of video featurettes that we are currently calling PopCast Reads where I'm recommending graphic novels and comic books and things of that nature so far and uh there's more good stuff coming as we head into the summertime there's gonna be more things happening on the patreon so if that's something you're kind of thinking about doing you are definitely gonna be getting your money's worth in the in the next few weeks uh thank you to my current patrons thank you so much to the aspen hill chody and the batman of bay park mr jeff nail jeff is also the co-host on the Reunior podcast and uh, he just dropped the, uh, the 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 hair metal episode that I, I was fortunate enough to sit in with. Uh, and so Jeff and I got to reminisce and relive our glory days, sort of. Not really. He's not really your glory days when you're like you know eight or nine, but you know we got to relive the late '80s, early '90s when when hair metal was in its prime. And uh, so check that out over on the Ringing Air. It was a really really good time. Now if you if you didn't get enough clues from the opening sound clip from the Ramones song that we opened the show with. We are here to talk about Spider-Man. And uh, this is going to be a really exciting episode. It's going to be a very controversial episode. I'm, I'm already sort of bracing for, for some backlash. Uh, because Roger and I are going to be sitting down and we're going to be... Uh, we each have our own here. You know, it's not like we're trying to... We're not trying to come up with the, the definitive rankings. But we are going to share our rankings, our personal rankings of the theatrical Spider-Man films. So what does that include? That includes the three Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. That includes the two Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies. It includes the two Tom Holland's that are out now. And we're also gonna count into the Spider-Verse, the animated feature. Uh, We are not going to put Venom into this list Uh, just because Spider-Man's not even in it. So sure, he's part of the Spider-Man universe. But uh, uh, we're going we're gonna to have enough to talk about with Venom when we, when we have to talk about Spider-Man 3. So we're going to be pretty busy with that. All right, so we're going to be diving into the conversation with Roger and I. Uh, Roger and I are still doing uh, the show via, via Skype, still practicing our, our social distancing and, and, and doing the things that are recommended to uh, you know provide you guys with, with content but to stay safe at the same time. We want, we want to set a good example and, and be responsible individuals in society. So we are just gonna continue doing the show of, uh, over the internet right now. Uh, I think I think the sound quality' gotten better the last couple of episodes. I've been trying some new techniques. Uh, this is a podcast that is still held together with uh, with uh, bailing wire and, and duct tape uh, because I am not an audio engineer and I've been having trouble upgrading the equipment, but we will get there, I promise. I now have the time to actually look and see how this all stuff all this stuff works. So like I said, here comes our lists, our rankings of of, of the Spider-Man movies, and uh, I'm not going to give you too much of a preamble right now because uh, when I get Roger on the fo- on the phone on the line on the line, I think we're going to talk about Spider-Man and how uh, that character is important to us, how he resonates with us, and uh, I think that's going to be a really strong conversation. So I hope you guys enjoy this. I hope it's. I hope you guys have as much fun. Uh, please. Uh, be kind to me when you when you send me angry texts and, 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 and tweets and Instagram messages uh, about the rankings. Like I said, I am sure my rankings are going to uh, ruffle a few spider feathers. That's not a thing. Um, <laughs> don't get your web shooters in a bunch, okay? So sit back, relax, and, and, and kind of, at least on my end, hear me out. I don't, I don't know. Roger's picks may be way more crazy than mine. So hope you have a good time and enjoy the podcast i will see you guys on the other end after the conversation so buckle up here we go chief i found parker
1: where you been looking for you all morning why don't you pay your phone bill mad scientist goes berserk and we don't have pictures i heard spider-man was there where were you photographing squirrels you're fired
0: chief the planetarium party
1: oh right you're unfired i need you come here what do you know about high society oh uh well i don't answer that my society photographer got hit in the head by a polo ball you're all I got. Big party for an American hero. My son, the astronaut. But could you pay me in advance? <laughs> <laughs> are you serious? Pay you for what? Standing there? The planetarium tomorrow night, eight o'clock. There's the door.
0: Roger, how are you, my friend?
1: I'm doing pretty good. Just got off work, just cracked the brew. I'm good to go.
0: And what fine beverage are you having on this lovely, sunny San Diego day? Well, I went down the road and picked up a
1: four-pack of these El Segundo Clear AF IPA.
0: AF? What does that mean? Uh, I think it means all fun. Ah! (laughs) But, uh, yeah, no, the name spoke to me. Uh, as you know, I am a fan of the West Coast style, the, uh, harder to come by style these days sure but, uh, but yeah no this one uh i tried it out
1: yesterday for the first time and it's pretty good it lives up to the name pours nice and clear uh Pratt approved clarity for sure
0: um, nice coming in at a 6.9 uh, percent. so it's a ipa that means business just like you roger it means business
1: Always. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let me see if it's got, uh, I don't know, but it has the hops on there. I don't see it, but, you know, definitely classic West Coast style hops, you know. Right. Um, easy drinking, despite, you know, the West Coast nature. It's not super bitter in your face. It's, it's really good. I'm, I'm digging it.
0: Well, I am I'm not doing anything too radical. I'm actually having my my last can of lotus flower from pariah. Oh
1: very nice. That's
0: still tasting pretty darn good, so I'm pretty stoked on that decision. <laughs>
1: nice.
0: And I, I think I'll have another pariah beer after this one. We'll we'll see how it goes.
1: Very nice.
0: Now now Roger, in the in the in the preamble, in the in the in the opening segment of the show, I, I warn the the listeners, I warned them. <laughs> my my list Will will probably cause frustration and aggravation in the hearts of many. How do you feel about your your Spider Man ranking list? Uh,
1: you know, I, I think I'm probably pretty middle ground. I think a lot of them are nostalgic reasons for the most part, but uh, I do I do have a lot of love for the new series too. So I think it's going to be pretty balanced.
0: Okay, okay. So uh, before we before we start talking about our list, you know, before we dive in, um, what what is sort of your connection to Spider-Man, like uh, like, was he a favorite when you were a kid, or was it something you got into a little later? How to it work out?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I remember for me the uh, the '90s Spider-Man cartoon.
0: Oh, know, I love that. Yeah, I used the, to... the gritty,
1: edgy <laughs> '90s series one.
0: <laughs> I don't know if you remember in a in a, uh, a, a now defunct electronics retailer known as uh, Circuit City, but uh, oh yeah, I would go on my lunch breaks uh, very often at the time that cartoon would be on, so that I could watch it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's awesome. Yeah, no, it was super fun. Uh, I mean, it, it was a great introduction to all the characters. I thought, you know, even looking back at it now, the art style was super cool. Um, the characterization seemed pretty on point for everybody. Uh, and that, you know, Spider-Man was definitely, you know, it was, it was Spider-Man up there with Batman for me at that time in my life. You know, just uh, just growing up with, you know, Batman animated series and then Spider-Man cartoon those were, like, my two go-tos after school. Sure. So, uh, so yeah, no, definitely. It was uh, It was definitely one of the first experience I had with it, and I was always uh, a fan of, of Peter Parker, you know? It, it just seemed like he was very down-to-earth uh, compared to, like, a lot of other superheroes, which is something I think you can relate to as a kid, just, you know, trying to find your way with, uh, you know, your, your great power and great responsibility and all that fun stuff, so... Yeah, <laughs> Definitely, uh, definitely w- that was the first introduction to me So that was as a kid So I- I've been a-, a Spider-Man fan for a long time Very much on and off But uh, I think that the movies were definitely the peaks of that too
0: I, uh, You know, my, my, my Spider-Man origin story is, is pretty similar to yours actually uh, It was uh, due to a cartoon that, that got yep. me into Spider-Man It just happened to be from an earlier decade than you <laughs> <laughs>
1: the and friends variety.
0: Yeah, Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends. Uh that <laughs> was on I want to say it was on NBC at the time. Um yeah. but, and, but it's actually great cuz you can watch you can actually go back and watch that on uh on Disney Plus now. You can so you can revisit and kind of see like yeah, the animation is a little spotty. Um <laughs> but that that show uh, uh ingrained itself in me like pretty early on and and made me a Spider-Man fan. And I'll be honest yeah. like to this day uh, whenever I read the comics or I or I I see the cartoon a newer cartoon or something like that or or, or even in the, some of the films we're gonna talk about, whenever the Green Goblin comes on, I hear the voice from that show. Oh yeah, yeah. You're to
1: telling
0: me, yeah. To me, that's how the Green Goblin's supposed to sound. You know, very kind of like I I I I would probably do a really poor impression. So I don't know. Maybe I'll find a sound clip to sneak in right here. But uh, it, yeah. it's it's <laughs> uh, it's it was very distinctive and it's so it it seared itself into my child brain. <laughs> and uh I, now it is like the standard by which all Green Goblins are are are, are held to account for. <laughs> and, and and from there my Spider Man love continued to grow because uh as I got older, uh started getting into actual physical comic books and, and picking those up and, and Spider Mans uh were visually some of those dynamic ones on the rack so like you were sure. you were kind of like drawn to him. obviously the, the red and blue costume very bright and colorful and then just like that spider-man had so many great artists working on it especially in those days so yeah you wanted to pick those up and and and, and read the adventures of peter parker and, and mary jane and then see what was going on uh and obviously the, the the big artistic impact was the first time you saw you see Tom McFarlane drawing spider-man and you're just like whoa oh, yeah. what the fuck is this this is insane <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. So I just checked. Also, the uh, the '90s series is also on Disney Plus. So it
0: sure is. You're right. Yeah.
1: Pretty much all your Spider-Man viewing pleasures are found on Disney Plus right now. Yeah. That's if
0: if, cool. if people don't know, I mean, Disney Plus is basically the home for everything Marvel, anyways. I mean, you can find the X-Men cartoon, the old Fantastic yeah, Four and Silver Surfer cartoons. I mean, they're all there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. I might have to go back and watch that with the Little Guy.
0: Yeah. Right on, man. Uh, just a quick. A quick plug. I don't know if it's something that caught your attention or not yet, but you should definitely be on there watching the uh, Mandalorian documentary series. That's been fantastic.
1: Oh yeah, you know what? I've been meaning to add that to the list. I think I'm gonna watch it maybe this weekend.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll give I'll give you a little tease. Uh, but in, in episode in the second episode of it, uh, Dave Filoni, the guy from the Clone Wars cartoon and Rebels, and he's he's done a couple episodes of, of the of Mandalorian. He does yeah. is he gives like this beautiful. Uh, it's it's almost like a speech. It's not quite a speech, but like he just kind of summarizes the the, the deep connections that you can see from Return of the Jedi to the Phantom Menace, and the kind of how they all kind of tie in together in ways that probably people don't think about because they don't look at the prequels in the right way. Mm-hmm. Fucking fascinating. It was it was awesome and insanely more eloquent than I've ever been able to uh, art- articulate for the for the prequels. But that's for another day. That's for another podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> sure, no, but I'm excited for that too.
0: Right. Yeah, so Disney Plus, uh, get it? You know, come on, people, you you have it already, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, <laughs> seven bucks a month. What else are you doing?
0: Right, come on. <laughs> All right, so but we're here for the for the, the for the 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 webslinger himself. We're here for Spider Man. Uh, Spider Man is a character that got onto the silver screen fairly late in his, in his popularity. I mean. uh... You know, Spider-Man's been popular for a long time, but there were there was a lot of issues getting him on the onto the silver screen, and uh, mm. but once we got him on the silver screen, we can't get rid of him now, and that's a good thing. We're, we're stoked, <laughs> but that's yeah, not to say good. that's not to say it's been a smooth web swing through New York City. Mm. So I guess just to kind of repeat for everybody that we are doing the eight main. Theatrical release Spider-Man movies. We are not counting Venom. Ven, we are not counting Venom, but we are yep. counting uh, the animated Into the Spider-Verse. Yep. So that's what our list is based on. That's eight movies, and Roger, let's ask, I'll ask you first. What do you got at number eight?
1: All right. Well, you know, let me pull up my list here. Number eight, uh, probably to no one's surprise, is Amazing Spider-Man Two. Not not my favorite from uh, the Spider-Man movies.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't have much to say about these the uh, that movie in particular, uh, other than yeah. I've tried to watch it four times and I've fallen asleep every single time.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I don't think it was a bad movie per se. Um, I, I don't really think any of the movies I would consider bad by any means, but I just think it was it was the least uh, interesting. I just felt like, it spent too much of the movie trying to set up their Sinister Six universe. You right. Know, that sure. Do. And, uh, you know, Jamie Foxx's character it was okay. I thought visually it was really cool. Um, they, they had a lot of cool effects in it and stuff, but I think they were just relying too much on that and worried too much about setting up the, the groundwork for their expanded universe and the movie just kind of suffered for it. It just wasn't really all that interesting on its own.
0: Yeah, and and uh, to to clarify, I fell asleep four times, but I watched the movie each time. <laughs> so I would go back to where I fell asleep and pick it up, and then I just I just I, I it, it didn't grab me in any particular way. Uh, yeah. I I thought Mark Webb's directing was adequate. Yeah. Um, But he didn't do anything visually exciting. I I didn't like how dark the movies were particularly. Um, Again, I don't think Andrew Garfield was a bad Spider-Man. I just think he happened to be in bad Spider-Man movies.
1: Yeah, you know, I I was kind of torn on Andrew Garfield because I I feel like he played Peter Parker a little too cool. Like, Peter Parker's supposed to be kind of like the nerdy, geeky kid that isn't really super popular, uh, you know, doesn't have a whole lot of friends. But, you know, Andrew Garfield, like, the way he played Peter was just like, no, I, I would have been cool being a kid like him in high school. You know, like, he, he's riding around on a skateboard, you know.
0: Yeah, I I, I would agree with that. It, it, when, he, when he was cast, I think a lot of us uh, uh, Spider-Man fans were, were thinking we were, we were going to get, like, that awkward kid who was in mm-hmm. the social network and stuff like that. And, yeah. yeah, this Peter never really gelled for me as, like, the... It, it's almost seemed like he was an outsider by choice, but it was still like yeah. the cool outsider, the cool mysterious outsider <laughs> that the girls secretly talked about. I yeah, yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't blame Andrew Garfield for that. That, that was obviously no. like the the screenwriter's take on the character because they wanted to do something different than the previous films. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, it it's just never resonated. I think Andrew Dar- Garfield <laughs> probably could have been a fine Spider-Man. Uh, just. Yeah, yeah, I think he would have
1: done fine. Just happened
0: to be in some not so great Spider-Man movies. Kind of, kind of the way. And I, I suppose, in a lot of ways, I, I I would think of him in the in the same way that I think of Henry Cavill. It's like Henry Cavill is a great Superman in just bad Superman movies.
1: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, and I, I say
0: bad. And I say bad Superman movies with an asterisk because I'm like the one guy who likes Man of Steel. So what are you gonna do? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. Th- to be fair, I, I did I did used to have that uh, Blu-ray collector's edition of Man of Steel. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I definitely I, I agree with you there. I, I don't think he was bad. Uh, through any faults of his own. I just think he did the best with what he had, and just the whole vision of what Peter Parker should have been just kind of didn't gel with me either. So. Yeah.
0: So uh, to no surprise, my number eight is also Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah. <laughs> we are on <laughs> the same page. Across the board, yeah. And uh, you know what? I, I, I'm going to go right into it. My number seven is Amazing Spider-Man 1. So.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think we agreed there, yeah.
0: Yeah, I I don't really have anything else to say about it. I, I think it's unfortunate. I, I like the people in the movie. It's just the movie just doesn't work for me as a Spider Man picture. Uh, again, Mark, I don't think Mark Webb had a really unique vision for his take yeah. on Spider Man, and I don't like the darkness that's that's in it. I mean, the the costumes dark, the lighting's dark, everything's dark. It's like sure. it's it, it's like they wanted it to be a Batman movie or something like that. It's really strange. Like a lot of a lot of crime happens at night in in those movies.
1: Yeah, yeah, it did actually seem like now that you mention it uh, every every mental image i have of those movies is him at night or him in a dark warehouse or you know him in the clock tower. It's like Spider-Man's supposed to kind of be like more upbeat, you know, daytime superhero like it just seems weird. Uh, well,
0: he's your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man and th- these movies definitely don't convey that.
1: No, he, he doesn't seem very friendly. <laughs> no, he's, <laughs> he's coming out at night. Yeah. Spiders <laughs> bite you at night.
0: <laughs> I think that was the original tagline for the movie was spiders bite you at night.
1: <laughs> and I mean the director's last name is Webb. Come on, man. Uh, right?
0: You great, right? cross promotion was built in and they, they dropped yeah. the ball.
1: <laughs> really dropped it on that one. But uh yeah, I mean I, I did like the like you said, the, the actors in it were good. Um what was it, Emma Stone? Yeah, uh, Emma Stone. Stacey. Um I thought she did pretty good. Honestly, I wasn't like ever super deep into the lore of Spider-Man more so than you know the movies and the series. Mm-hmm. So when they introduced Gwen Stacy, I didn't really know anything about her.
0: Okay, and, sure.
1: You know to like a lot of comic book fans, especially Spider-Man fans, like Gwen Stacy is like you know a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Now more so with uh you know her reimagining of the character. But, um, but yeah, no, it was, so it was always kind of weird to me. I'm like, wait a second, is isn't supposed to be Mary Jane? Who's this? You know? So <laughs> it was a little interesting, but, um, but yeah, no, I, I thought her character was cool. Um, but yeah, it did kind of go dark with, with her dying in the second one. Spoiler
0: alert! Oh well, not, not missing much. To, yeah, to be fair, I mean, if you know the if you know the lore, you know the mythology. I mean, uh, them putting her in any of the movies, I, I think a lot of us hardcore nerds were like, well, uh, unfortunately, that is a, a dead actress walking right there. <laughs> yeah. And um, you know that it, it, it's funny too because like they're they're clearly they were going for like an arc with that with with uh, you know, her father in in part one and and everything going on, they really wanted to kind of tie that all those those characters' tragedies to Spider-Man, which, Jesus Christ. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot for two pictures. Really <laughs> <laughs>
1: There's just a lot of death for Spider-Man to deal with.
0: <laughs> Alright, let's get off of these ones, because uh, that, that's kind of bringing me down already. But I'm it, it's kind of funny that we're on the same page already. And I suspect yeah. we might be for our next one as well. What do you got for six?
1: <clears throat> number six, I'm
0: going to have to go Spider-Man 3. Hey! That is my number six as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think this one of, of the Raimi trilogy, unfortunately, it's the one that suffered the most just from trying to do too much at the same time. And as we saw with Amazing Spider-Man 2, that was just not a good idea.
0: <laughs> yeah, this seemed to be the one. I I from what I have read over the years about this movie is uh Spider-Man 3 there's a lot more uh, studio input that Raimi didn't have on the first two. Uh, yeah. Like uh, you know, the 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 word is that he had no interest in Venom. It wasn't a character that he was very comfortable with, very familiar with, because that was you know after his his time with the character from reading it as a kid. Yeah. So he, he Venom was sort of forced on him. Uh, he he really wanted to tell a Sandman story, obviously, which I think is the probably the better part of the of the picture, but. Yeah. Uh, there, like I said, there was a lot of. It seemed like there was a lot of studio interference, uh, for, on, on the part of Sony, uh, and it it whatever vision Sam had for his his third Spider Man, uh, movie, was was ultimately hampered and destroyed by, you know, studio interference is what it seems to be. Yeah. And that is unfortunate, <laughs> because yeah. it it could have been a really good movie even if it, even. Well. It's hard to say. I mean, I, I've read. If you if you scour the internet, you can find like supposedly like original drafts of, of Sam Raimi's Spider Man three before Venom was included, when it was a Sandman movie, and and uh, it just was very classic Spider Man. Yeah. Um. So the only thing I can say about this is like this is why studios with notes interfering with 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 their you know their their franchises. Uh, yep. You know what? You hire that director. Let them do their job. Stop, stop making suggestions. There's there's a reason why you're you're in an office somewhere pushing pencils and 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 uh, tallying the daily budget sheets. I mean, it's you're not the an artist. You don't have the vision. You don't have the the skills to to put a screenplay together. Like you're 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 a fancy accountant. <laughs> stop interfering with creative people.
1: It's very true. I mean, honestly, that to this day, is one of the biggest problems with things like superhero movies and, you know, even just large franchises. Like, like we've seen with Star Wars, how it's so divided now. I mean, we just, Yeah,
0: everything happens Padme. in committee for Star Wars, it seems like.
1: Yep, yep. And as Padme says, she will not discuss this in a committee. So you need to take action.
0: Uh, actually, Princess Leia <laughs> says that, actually.
1: Um, what? What? <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh yeah but um
1: but no, no it was <laughs> it was just uh oh man there, it was so much potential but like you said it you could really tell that Venom was the force character in this because I mean really the guy from that 70's show
0: yeah Topher Grace was not a, a <laughs> I, I've seen Topher Grace in a couple pictures and he, he's he's perfectly he's a very talented young man actor man yeah He's yeah. probably <laughs> he's probably not a young man anymore <laughs> but uh but yeah whether I don't know whether it's it's the script's fault, I, but he's just not good as Eddie Brock. <laughs> no,
1: I mean, he just didn't embody any of the characteristics of Eddie Brock. You know, Eddie Brock, as we've seen in better characterizations, like the Venom movie, you know, even if, if that's not one-to-one what we would imagine Eddie Brock to be, there was just so many different better ways to play that character. And, you know, just canonically, he's supposed to be like Peak physical condition, you know, just this awesome athletic dude that's just kind of a douche to people. Well,
0: it definitely seems like they were going for more of like a like a, a dark reflection of Peter, with with yeah. with Topher Grace's casting and and I mean, I guess Topher Grace played like like super creep pretty well, but I mean, that's yeah, that's true. But still, I mean, that to me, that's not exactly the kind of characteristic that would attract the Venom symbiote to him. But, no. the, again, there's a lot of missteps in this film, so it, it's kind of hard to kind of... I don't necessarily want to rip it to pieces because of its failings, because, yeah. again, the, the Venom was something that was forced on Raimi and forced on the screenwriters, and uh, they, they they did the best they could, but the movie's a mess. Um, but unlike, I will say this, unlike the other two, the Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2 that we, we, we put lower, um, yeah. like, Spider-Man 3 may be bad, but at least it's not boring. There's a, Yeah. Like yes, there's ridiculousness, but you're kind of just watching. Like what the fuck? Like the the song and dance thing with the the in the jazz club, and like there, oh, there's there's yeah. so much. Like what is happening? You can't. <laughs> e- you, Peter. Yeah, emo Peter. You you kind of sort of can't take your eyes off the screen, <laughs> even though you're, yeah. like, you're even though you might you might be rolling your eyes. You're like, all right, well, whatever. I guess I'll watch this all the way through. Let well, me... It
1: was campy as hell, but it embraced it. And I think
0: that's what was fun about it. I uh, Let me relay a, a quick story about, about Spider-Man 3. Um, I, I, I I was very excited when this movie was coming out. Uh, we, we were living on the East Coast at the time. Janine was going to grad school in the Philadelphia area. And I was working in the Baltimore area. And so what I decided to do, because uh, one of the things... Uh, basically, basically on the weekends, I would drive up to Philadelphia and we would, we would uh, hang out all weekend long. And I knew she wasn't going to want to see Spider-Man. So, so what I decided to do was like, well, you know what? I'm gonna take that Friday off at work. I'm gonna drive up in the morning, and then I'm gonna to go to a movie theater in the area, and yeah. and watch Spider Man Three before she gets done with classes and stuff like that. So I was really excited. I was really geeked up. Uh, I went to the movie theaters. I was, of course, by myself, but that's that's normal for me. <laughs> and then I sat there and I was watching the movie. I was like, I was like, oh, I rather would have gone to work. <laughs>
1: Yeah, the, the the first part was definitely tough to get through.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so let's get to our number 5. But before before we do, I want to I want to inject a little disclaimer right here. Sure. Because from this point on in my list, I love every single movie I'm about to about to tell, about to name, okay? Yeah. Just because I have certain ones at a certain spot does not mean I dislike them in any way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> from here the rest of the list is golden. Like you put any of these on and I'm watching it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Just because yeah, something's
0: at five does not mean it's the
1: fifth. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough with such a short list, you know, especially when all the movies are pretty much watchable, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like a it's um. What, what would it be? It's like it's not one, two, three, four, five. It's like one A, one B, one C, one D, one E. <laughs> and then the other three.
1: <laughs>
0: like the the again. I like these movies. So do you want to say your five first or should I go?
1: Uh, I can do mine. Uh, we might be, I don't know how on the same boat we are, but I'm going well, far from home.
0: Holy shit, that's four for four.
1: <laughs> oh man, we're getting close.
0: Yeah, uh, it, again, a, a really great movie. A lot of fun. I've watched it, a, a, God, probably a dozen times by now just because it's on Disney. Yeah. And I can just throw it on while I'm like cleaning the house or whatever. Yeah. I, I, I really enjoy Far From Home. I love the twists and turns, especially at the end. Uh, all that stuff's incredible. I, 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 I don't really have a bad thing to say about the movie at all.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I think it was it was a fun watch for sure. Um, I think my my only critique of it is that just the... I don't know if it was just the location just didn't do it for me or if it, it just didn't lend itself very well to like Spider-Man, you know? We're just used to seeing him in a big city all the time. So seeing him... Or, or They were, like, in Italy, right?
0: They were in Italy. They were in Berlin. They were in, uh, I think, somewhere in, in, like, Prague or the Czech Republic or something for a little bit. Yeah, they, they it was like a, a Spider-Man road trip movie.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, it was definitely cool to see him, like, out of his comfort zone, I guess. But just Spider-Man on his own, I don't think was even the strongest part. I loved everything with Mysterio, to be honest. Like, he was... Probably my favorite part of that movie.
0: Yeah, Gyllenhaal was fantastic. I know. You know I know yeah. when we did a re- our review of the of the movie itself, I mean, we we I th- we both raved about Gyllenhaal.
1: Yeah, yeah, I thought he was great, and I would love to see him come back as Mysterio in one way or another. But um yeah, that honestly, his character made it for me. Just like the the epic buildup that you see, and I mean, it's so funny because it's very meta. Like you know, spoiler warning for Far From Home if you haven't seen it. But <laughs> It's, uh, you know, just, just the fact that everything that happens in the first half of the movie is literally written to be awesome, you know? Right. And <laughs> like a very meta version of itself, you know? It's like, oh, you have these, like, ancient, you know, spirit, demon things or whatever that are coming up from the earth. Right,
0: the elementals, things. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just, it, it's, it's a really cool concept, but it's
1: like, it's almost so cliche, but cool at the same time but you understand later why it's cliche <laughs> so it's like you know it kind of works as a meta critique of itself but uh yeah no i i was a huge fan of the movie um i haven't seen it in a while but i think i might have to go back and watch it
0: well fair enough like i said i have it at, at five for me as well um but again that's not as meant as a as any kind of disrespect I, it just I, I just put it there yeah <laughs> <Like, laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I think that's a good spot for it. Yeah, I think it's a it's a blast. It's it's fun to watch. Uh, these movies have a lot of charm to them that uh, that uh, Tom Holland is is really good for. And uh, yeah, yeah, I, like I said, I have I don't have anything bad to say about about Far From Home at all.
1: Yeah, I think it's really a testament to the top three, to be honest. If we put that one as number
0: four, I have that at five. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, five, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Right. <laughs> Perfect. all right. As long as we're on the same page. Okay, yeah, yeah.
1: I'm like, am I missing one? No, yeah, that's, that's five, yeah. Okay. We're okay. Okay, yeah, no. Right. There was there was a comma missing in my list. It threw me off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, fair enough. All right, I'll give you my number four. All right. And, and maybe this breaks the streak, maybe it doesn't. I don't know. At four, I'm putting Homecoming. Yeah. Yeah. Broken. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair enough. No, and again, another movie that I love to pieces. I had a blast with this movie. Uh, I love that, um, you know, this is like the, the reincorporation of Spider-Man into the new Marvel Cinematic Universe and that yeah. they, they didn't bother to, they didn't try to, you know, give us like the hard reboot with the, with the new origin story or, or, or you know, telling us the origin story all over again. I, I love that we were just kind of in Peter's life already. Uh, yeah we were introduced to the supporting cast that we all, you know, we know the names, but it was very different takes because we're, we're watching this high school version of Peter. And mm-hmm. it's fantastic. And and Tom, and again, Tom Holland's charming, but he also plays awkward really well, especially awkward yes. around girls, stuff like yes. that. And his relationship with Ned is so good. Um, and yep. like, you know, Flash is a very different kind of bully than than the Flash that we would uh, have expected from our days. But it, it's, it, again, it, everything in Homecoming rings true. And uh, uh, I, I, I love it to pieces. I've watched it a thousand times. And, you know, yes, I guess I, I figured it out in the theater, but still I love the reveal of, of who Michael Keaton is, you know, yeah. in relation to Spider-Man in this picture, the way that was done, the way that was played out was so awesome.
1: Yeah, no, I think this is a, that was definitely another movie that the side characters helped make the movie. I mean, Tom Holland just bouncing off anybody is awesome but I think when he has like really good uh, supporting actors to work with, it just makes him that much better. So you know, having Tony Stark in there and having you know Vulture in there, both of those characters were awesome. And you know, Michael Keaton did such a good job at making the Vulture like believable. You know, just the, the comic iteration of the Vulture would have never worked. You know, in real life, so their you know real life version of it and uh, to a lesser extent, shocker.
0: <laughs> right. Um, yeah, no, it, it was cool to see, like, how they made
1: those characters that were very comic booky into their real-world equivalents, you know?
0: Yeah, and, 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 and the way they incorporated their power sets, too, by making it all yeah. uh, a, a tech from the, from the New York invasion, you know, that, I thought that was yeah. really interesting, too.
1: Yeah, it, it was a really cool way of doing it, and, uh, you know, having Tony Stark there just be his mentor throughout the movie and just any scene where those two interact is just so like tense, but real, you know, mm-hmm. it's just really great. It's, it's super emotional. And I love that part about it.
0: Nah, that's great. I, 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 I again, I love this picture. There, there's so much enjoyment to get out of it. Uh, yes. Yes. Vulture is very different than what we saw in the comics, uh, sure. but I think it plays really well the way they did it, and I, I got no no beef with it whatsoever, being different.
1: <laughs>
0: nice. So what, what do you have for your number four?
1: My number four, this is where it kind of started getting tough for me. Honestly, these top four are all very good to me, um, but I went with Spider-Man 2.
0: Okay, two. okay.
1: Yeah, this one, I thought, you know, Spider-Man 2 was pretty much the epitome of the goodness of the uh, Raimi trilogy, I think in terms of, you know, just the characterization and just how good of a villain um, Doc Ock was, you know, Um, he, he just felt very real and he was just struggling with so many things in that movie. There just seemed like there was so many cool instances of, you know, the realism of what it would be like to be a superhero in New York city. You know, it comes to mind the scene where he saves everyone on the train and they're just kind of like passing him along without the mask, but nobody says anything, you know, they're just kind of keeping it safe. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, so it, yeah. Uh,
1: You know, just, just these kind of scenes, there's so many awesome imagery in those movies that just kind of stuck with me, but yeah, definitely, definitely a great one.
0: All right. All right. I'm not going to comment too much because obviously I have that in a different spot on my list and I'll talk about it later. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of course. Uh my number 3
1: yeah.
0: is Raimi's first Spider-Man.
1: Okay.
0: The the opening, the entree, as it were, <laughs> the opening number, the, the 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 start of it all, the start of the Spider-Man movie franchise. Uh I I I thought that this was handled with so much love and so much care, and and it, it really comes through, uh, from from the opening of the of the movie to the, to the very closing of it, uh, it's it's wonderfully paced, it's wonderfully acted, and it's wonderfully directed by by Sam Raimi and and Tobey Maguire, Spider Man, Peter Parker, uh, yeah. all of it. I, even even Kirsten Dunst as 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 Mary Jane is 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 a very nice role for her. Um yeah. I, I I love the Aunt May and and the Uncle Ben stuff. I I love. This part with Macho Man is Bonesaw.
1: <laughs> I, I that was amazing. There's,
0: there's so many cool things, but one of, the, one of the things that I think we should emphasize, at least um, from my perspective, is, is Spider-Man for a really long time was the movie that wasn't going to happen. Like Spider-Man movie had been in discussion for almost 20 years. And, like, the rights were always complicated and mixed up. Like, different companies said they had the rights to it because, you know, Marvel was trying to wheel and deal to make movies happen back in the 80s, and so they were just selling things left and right. And so there, there was this whole complicated web Pun intended. That it had to be sorted through to, to get the movie rights figured out, and so that that it could actually get made. And you know there was there was rumors that that in the in the mid 90s James Cameron was going to direct it, and yeah. and like Arnold Schwarzenegger was going to be in it somehow, some way, and and that never got off the ground because of these rights issues. And at, the, again, this was like a movie every year you'd hear like Spider-Man's going to happen, it's this going to get filmed, and it never panned out. And then. Yeah. Marvel finally, Marvel and, and Sony, in the help of uh, producer uh, Avi Arad, who kind of wore out his welcome with Marvel, but he is the guy who kind of got things on track for them and got yeah. this movie uh, going in the right direction. And I, I believe he was an intri- in, 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 uh, important piece in getting Sam Raimi to come on board. Yeah. Uh, this is the movie that really launched it all. And I think this is also the movie that helped kind of pave the way for the Marvel Cinematic Universe because it showed how viable... Those characters are now. Granted, yeah, you know when when Marvel Studios was getting off the ground, I mean they were working without Spider Man, they were working without the X Men, and th- so they had an uphill battle to go. But like this was Spider Man was proof of concept in a lot of ways for for superhero movies.
1: Sure, yeah, definitely agree with that.
0: And and Sam Raimi's uh, uh directorial vision is 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 second to none in my opinion. I thought he was a perfect choice for this picture.
1: Oh yeah, I mean we we love ourselves some Raimi so. Honestly, anything he would have
0: done with this was going to turn out great in our books. Yeah. My, my, my ding on this movie
1: mm-hmm.
0: would be I was not stoked about the the helmet look they went for with the Green Goblin. Oh, really? <laughs> I love Willem Dafoe so very, very much, and I thought he was a wonderful Norman Osborn. Just yeah. creepy and menacing all at the same time, but then like one, you know, uh, uh, just with... with uh, in one second, he gets told, his facial expressions changed, and all of a sudden, he, he seems like he's your buddy. So, yeah. I loved it, and then the fact that you put him behind like some kind of weird motorcycle helmet really bummed me out.
1: Yeah, he kind of had to do the Power Rangers style acting, where he's just very physically emotive, you know.
0: Yeah, now and now, and to be fair, uh, I I have seen the they they tried really hard to make Green Goblin makeup work, and yeah. it it just it just didn't. It wasn't convincing enough for them, so they they had they opted for this. This was kind of like Plan B. It might, might have even been Plan C. So yeah. it it is what it is. It's unfortunate, but it, that it, to me that's a small uh, price to pay for what I think is a really really good Spider movie, Spider Man film that really captures the essence of Peter Parker and 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 who he is and who Spider Man is.
1: Sure.
0: So that's my three. What do you got, bud? All right,
1: my number three is Into the Spider Verse.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> now like i said all of these honestly these top three four super great movies to me so uh, they're almost tied in my book they, they just all speak to me in a different way i guess but uh spider-verse i was a huge fan of uh, it was a lot better than i thought it was going to be to be honest uh i went in there thinking it was going to be kind of more of a kid's movie kind of you know maybe just more humorous in that regard but um No, it really surprised me at how much heart it had, you know, the the great characters in there. You know, Miles just trying to find his way. And I came to appreciate it more uh, once I started seeing some more behind-the-scenes aspects of it. Little details like uh, how the uh, when Miles is first being Spider-Man, how the frame rate of his character is less than the frame rate of you know the peter parker spider-man okay and it slowly like reaches once he gets to the full point the frame rate is actually where it should be so it doesn't look choppy anymore so just these like small little details and like you know visuals and sound design all this kind of stuff really made me love the movie on a different level
0: i think that's a, a a great selection i am a fan of that film as well as uh, you'll find out in just one minute. Because I'm yeah. going to pause right now and get another, another beverage. Roger, are you going to fill up? Or are you okay? Uh,
1: I'm about at half. So I'm, I'm good for now.
0: Clearly, you've been talking more than me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe. <laughs>
0: All right, let me get my beer, and then I'll, we'll, we'll go back into it.
1: Sure. Oh, All
0: right, so we're back. I have a new beverage. I, I won't talk about it too much because I, I mean we're at the top of the list. You guys are waiting with bated breath for us to to reveal our our final our top two. Uh, I'm yeah. I, I stayed with Pariah like I said I would, and I'm having a Dryland is not a myth.
1: Very nice. That's a great one.
0: I am a big fan of this beer. This one has like a crazy flavor profile that uh, is just really unexpected but really enjoyable and really nice. You know, there's, there's like hints of cedar in here that like, that sounds weird, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> but it it really makes the beer sing. It's it's quite lovely.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, no, I, I do love that one. It's definitely one of the underappreciated in my book, but Agreed. anyone that has it definitely sees a light on that
0: one. Yeah. It's like, it's like oh, it's like, oh you, you, you see the matrix, you know.
1: <laughs> Unless you're not a fan of coconut, to which, you know.
0: You know, the coconut though is not overpowering to me, which, because no, I... It's,
1: it's
0: definitely not. I, I'm not crazy about coconut, but it, it, it's subtle enough that I don't have a problem with it. I
1: think it's just the right amount. you know. Yeah,
0: I, I would agree with that. Like I said, coconut can be okay, but it's, I, don't, I don't want suntan lotion in my mouth.
1: Sure, yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. Uh... <laughs> That's the nasty
0: kind of coconut. No thanks. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's get back into our list. So your number three is my number two. I love Into the Spider-Verse. Just like you, I was, I was uh, uh, really surprised and blown away. Uh, how much I enjoyed this movie! I wasn't hundred percent sure what I was getting into when I went to see it. It it defied every expectation expectation I had for it. It was so endearing and heartwarming, and and again another picture that that uh, just encapsulates Spider Man and shows that the heart of Spider Man can be in all of us because all these yeah. different characters have that heart within them. And and I, I it, oh man, it's just so good. I, Whew, I got to I got to slow down and catch my breath. But you know, Peter B. Parker and Miles Morales, the other Peter Parker played by uh, played by Captain Kirk is so good. Uh, you got Nick Nol- uh, Nick Nolte. You got <laughs> Nick, Cage Nick Cage as the right. Spider Man Noir. You got uh, Spider Ham. Uh, I mean, it, the whole thing. It's it's the most comic booky in in a lot of regards because of this whole uh, 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 you know multiverse aspect of it. Yeah, but it's so. Fucking good, and there's so many wonderful little comic book moments that, you know, like they play funny to audiences who maybe no, don't know comic books, but to a comic book fan, they kind of hit on a on a different level. Oh yeah, like uh, like that scene when they're when they're trying to escape from the from the lab, and Doctor Octopus is chasing them, and they're trying to be really quiet, sneaking to the cafeteria, and then like the bagel falls and hits the ground, and it just like a little word balloon pops up and says bagel. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's so much good stuff like that that is just so yeah. fucking charming and 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 heartwarming that, I I I again this is another movie that I just I just throw it on right now. Yeah, uh, I think yeah. it's, I can't remember if I've been watching it on Disney Plus or on Netflix, but I know it's on one of them, and I yeah I just throw it on constantly because it I can watch it from any point. I can, you know, I'll watch the opening bits again because you yeah. know the introduction to Miles is so good and his family and everything like that, it's so wonderful. Yeah. The, the relationship with the prowler all of it is is fantastic but then you got all the other stuff too the spider gwen and and mm. oh man i again a movie that just came to in my in my my dumbness i guess kind of came out of nowhere and and, and just really yeah. captured uh my imagination and, and my heart all at once
1: yeah no for sure it, it was such it was such an awesome way to like For me, not having a lot of background on Miles Morales or that whole universe of Spider-Man, it was a really cool way to kind of be introduced to that and all the characters in there. And, uh, you know, I I didn't have a lot of experience with with even many of the supporting characters. So it was just it was something new, something fun and something fresh that I was like, oh, okay, this is is really cool. You know, it really it captures the same spirit of Spider-Man. But just in a new universe, yeah, know, a new character. So it, it was really fun to
0: see. Well, and, and what what the film does so well to to me is is it it really captures that every man every personness yeah. of of the Spider Man character and how it, like I said it's it's within all of us to be. Peter Parker to be spider-man to to have to suffer these adversities and and to overcome them and become a better person through the the trials and, and, and that and it, again it just resonates so much uh, on, on such an emotional level uh I, I, I can't, there's no flaws in the picture uh, there really aren't I mean yeah. this movie speaks to everyone of every ethnicity of every gender or or non-genders I mean it 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 hits everything like if you yeah. if if you do not find something to connect with in this movie you are not paying enough attention
1: <laughs> yeah i definitely agree it, it speaks to everyone and that's that's hard to find these days mm-hmm. so yeah it was a really good movie to see just everyone just kind of working together and showing everybody can be spider-man in their own way you know it's it's not a it's not just the costume, it's the person underneath
0: you. Exactly. And it's, it's, it's it, that is the one trait that I think separates Spider-Man from basically every other superhero is yeah. that like, you can follow the adventures of Spider-Man and it doesn't have to be Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. It can be anybody.
1: Yeah.
0: And I, again, that's, uh, I, I left the movie theater with such a big smile on my face after seeing that, that movie. I was so surprised and, and blown away and delighted and, oh, Oh, one of one of the best movie-going experiences of of the of the last year or so. Whenever uh, I guess twenty nineteen when it came out, which is saying a lot because fucking Endgame came out and that blew my mind too. So
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it was definitely fun. Uh, like you said, I have I have no negative critiques on the movie. I thought it was great all
0: around. Rad, 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 rad. All right, I'm done gushing about Spider Verse. What do you got for number two, my friend?
1: All right, number two, we're getting to the top. For number two, I have Homecoming.
0: Okay, right on.
1: Yeah, I put Homecoming there. Um, Definitely, you know, like we were talking about before, um, loved Vulture's characterization in this. Uh, Love, you know, Tony Stark, Iron Man in this. Just, I I loved all the scenes where, like, Peter was trying to do things right, but by him, you know, not... I, I guess just being young and naive and trying to think he can handle it on his own and people don't trust him, he ends up messing things up because he's under the assumption that like, Oh no, nobody has faith in me. Nobody's trusting me, blah, blah, blah. And then you find out, no, actually Tony did trust you. And because of all that, you kind of mess things up.
0: Sure. (laughs)
1: So yeah, no, there's a lot of really cool scenes like that. And it's just basically a whole movie where it's, it's Spider-Man already as Spider-Man for a while, but, Trying to prove himself on a different level, you know, which was really cool to see. So, definitely, uh, definitely top two material in my book. Uh, I know yours wasn't too much farther down. So, um, like we said, the, these top movies are pretty much all on the same level for us. So.
0: No, I love Homecoming, and I, I, I love, you know, I didn't, I didn't talk about it when, I, when I was talking about Homecoming and where it fell in my rankings, but I, I love the, uh, the sort of opening bit where it's sort of uh, like recapping. Ah, uh, civil war, but through like recordings that Peter was making on his cell phone at the time.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so great. <laughs>
0: again, another, and it's just, it's just another like charming and endearing aspect that that Tom that Tom Holland is bringing to the character. Uh, again, like I said, I had I had the, the Tom Hollands fell at four and five on my list, but that is not any disrespect to that guy because uh, I think he's killing it as Peter Parker. Oh yeah, no, I, I love Tom
1: Holland's Peter Parker honestly. I would probably rank his Peter as like probably my number one Peter
0: Parker. That sounded really weird when you said you want to rank his Peter.
1: <laughs> you know, with the Peter tingle going on.
0: <laughs> Sorry, the Tomcast podcast is also home to inappropriate jokes. <laughs>
1: yeah, but,
0: uh, uh, but yeah, that's that's my number two. No, uh, hey, nothing wrong with that. Like I said, I mean, uh, uh, at least from you know from five up, I have I have no arguments with anything
1: said uh top top five material is you're a winner in our book
0: so all right what do you got for number number one my friend your numero uno
1: my number one is spider-man one
0: there it is there it is all right
1: yeah i definitely i put that one as number one just because the i think more than anything just the nostalgic value it has for me that was the movie that really kicked off the superhero craze for me um, I remember I must have burnt through that you know video cassette of you know Spider Man just watching the whole movie and staying till the end to see the hero song played in the music video.
0: <laughs> oh no, secret <laughs> and, Nickelback fan in the house,
1: yeah. Well, I, it was just Chad Kroger saying, so
0: anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, because you, did, you didn't go to the concert hoping to hear it, that's right. <laughs>
1: It was funny because it was just like, I look back at it now, I'm like, oh, it's so cheesy. But at the time, I'm just like, oh, man, as a little kid, you're just like, this is the greatest thing ever. It's Spider-Man being awesome, you know, and he's got a cool theme song. (laughs) It just it's always stuck with me. But, you know, just I love, you know, I I think at the time, you know, I loved Spider-Man as a character a whole lot in that movie. But then, like, later on, I think as I got older, I came to love, you know, Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin even more, where it's just, like, I just, I love everything about his characterization of Green Goblin.
0: Yeah, once you, I think once you get a little bit older and you can appreciate, like, like the nuance of that performance, you know, yeah. it's really something else.
1: Yeah, he, he's got some, he's got some really good lions that, as an adult, you kind of, you, you kind of feel a little more. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like, as a kid, you see the, the optimism of Spider-Man. But as an adult, you're like, no, I mean, Green Goblin's got a point
0: there. <laughs> no, and, it, you know, something else I want to mention, too. I mean, you, you sort of brought it up uh, with, with, with the music and everything like that. Um, it, you know, it, I, if I were to, to kind of critique the Tom Holland Spider-Mans or, you know, any of the subsequent Spider-Mans, basically, since the Raimi trilogy, is that oh. while, don't get me wrong, Homecoming and Far From Home are directed very insanely well. Sure. Yeah. But I love the uniqueness of Sam Raimi's vision. is is very distinctly a, a Raimi movie. Yeah. But also, what I really love that I think is something that, that that's kind of across movies started started to disappear is like the the big heroic overture and music wise, you know, for scores yeah. and soundtracks. And the the Raimi trilogy has Danny Elfman composing for them. The man who made the Batman theme that we all know like, by heart. Yeah. So a, a a movie that has like this this wonderful heroic sc- heroic score as well that really kind of helps sell the impact of the of the heroic actions that you're watching on the screen. So I, another aspect of the film that I really really like is that score from Elfman.
1: Yeah, no, it, it's definitely one of the uh, underplayed aspects of it, but there are definite themes from Spider Man that play throughout the trilogy in, like, the perfect areas, you know? And you're just like, oh, man. Like, you go back and look at it, you know? I'm, I'm a huge fan of, like, soundtracks and how they affect the movie and that kind of stuff. So I follow this guy called Sideways on YouTube, and he does, like, a lot of, like, uh, soundtrack, you know, analysis on scenes and stuff. like Oh, interesting. Light moti- light motifs and all that kind of stuff. And one of the things he was talking about for, like, you know, the Spider-Man trilogy was just how subtle themes, subtle like motifs, were played at specific points throughout the trilogy to show the development of the character mm-hmm. and to show the you know the things that he'd been going through at the time um, and just how they relate to each other. So, it, you know, the soundtrack, like you said, is so good, and just the fact that it develops the character throughout the trilogy is really cool to me. Uh,
0: yeah, I I agree, and uh, you know, it's gonna be no. I guess if you're paying attention, it's no surprise what my number one is, and uh, we're staying we're staying with the same Raimi stuff because I yeah. love me some Spider Man two. Oh yeah, Spider Man yeah. two to me is one of the gold standards for a superhero film, and and specifically for a Spider Man film because this this movie is basically every Spider Man comic book I read as a kid boiled into yeah. into one picture. I, I love the struggle that Peter has, like wrestling the power and responsibility. The way his powers are kind of shorting out because he's he's he want he has a chance to be in that relationship with Mary Jane, the thing he wants the most. But yeah. the 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 duality, the conflicting nature of of being Spider Man is, is 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 problematic. And and you know you couple that with the tragedy of Doctor Octopus. You know this this hero, heroic figure to Peter. You know this, this yeah. scientific. Uh, 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 I eh, icon, I guess, is a strong word, but you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, someone that he looks up to exactly. and he idolizes in a lot of ways. Yeah, mentor and, kind of Yeah, out. the 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 whole tragedy of, of of Octavius in this movie is so wonderfully done. Alfred Molina is, and that, by the way, that's Alfred Molina, star of Raiders of the Lost Ark. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> but very true. Yeah, he is phenomenal as Doctor Octopus, as as Doctor Otto yeah. Octavius. Uh, he. Kills it in his scenes. He's so freaking good. Um, But what's also... Again, this has so many things from the comic books in it. I mean, the the scene when Peter quits and and puts the suit in the trash can. Like, that's straight from the comic books. That is straight from a John Romita Sr. artwork for the cover of, I think it was Spider-Man 129, something like that. I'll I'll double-check my facts on that. But, I mean, that movie is is just the the distillation of Spider-Man in my youth. Uh, it, yeah, it's wonderful, and it's amazing. And, you know, we haven't talked about it yet, but we, we should special shout-out to J.K. Simmons for his portrayal as, as J. Jonah Jameson, stealing every scene he's in. He does it in the first one, yeah. he does it in this one. It's fucking top-notch. I mean, another reason why these movies are ahead of the Tom Hollands, in my opinion, is the Tom Hollands don't have J.K. in them. <laughs> they well, now they do. They now they do. But I I love that, that that when I was a kid I mean that was the part of Peter Parker that I that I that was what he was doing. He was a photographer for the Daily Bugle and he made money by selling pictures of Spider Man and letting his boss basically lament him as a criminal to the to the to the world. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And I love that that's in the picture in the in the movies in these Sam Raimi flicks. I uh, that's one aspect of the character that I I miss a lot. They, they don't do it in the comic book either right now. Um, yeah. But it's it's one of the, the, the those pieces of Spider-Man lore that I just always love so much. It's like, P- like Peter has to make up money by, by letting his boss convince them that Spider-Man is a bad guy. I mean, yeah. it's just it's so Spider-Man yeah. that it's unbelievable. And this movie, <laughs> no, I think
1: you're you're totally right. I mean, the, the great part about J.K. Simmons as Jay Jonah was just that you never hate his character. He's like. A slightly irritating but in a lovable kind of way like you know just testamented by the fact that you know for the longest time the the laughing jay jonah face was like a meme you know right 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 <laughs> just everything about his character is just like belligerent obnoxious and yet somehow you can't look away kind of character yeah <laughs> so yeah he, he definitely was was one of the high points of those movies the- I couldn't
0: imagine it without him. No, agreed. And I was so happy when they brought him in for, for Far From Home for that, for that cameo. It was, oh, was fantastic. I hope,
1: I hope
0: he's, a, he's a stay in that movie. You know, and
1: sure.
0: I, I agree. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, if God knows what will happen with the, with production on everything nowadays. But yeah, let's hope so. Yeah. Um, I also, the, the third act of this picture to me is so, like... It makes the hair on my arms and on the back of my neck stand up because it's so fucking good. Like yeah. I, I mentioned that scene where where Peter throws the Spider-Man costume in the trash because he's going to go and be Peter Parker and have a life with Mary Jane. And then yeah. you have that scene where the garbage man is selling it to J. Jay Jay Jonah and he frames it on his wall. And then when it's time for Spider-Man to get back into action because... Bad things are happening and he steals it back from Jonah's office. It's so good. Just like thwip and it's gone. (laughs) And then Jonah's just calling him a thief. It's amazing.
1: Yeah.
0: But yeah, the the, the scene too where, again, this is kind of the kickoff of the third act. Um, You know, Mary Jane and Peter having coffee and Dr. Octopus throwing that car into the coffee shop. And Peter's spider sense kicking in. And the slow motion as he moves them out of the way of the car, and like the tire just kind of grazing the side of his face. Yeah. And then Doctor Octopus taking Mary Jane in a a, a ploy to lure, uh, in 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 an attempt to lure Spider Man out, so that he can complete his nefarious plan. And Peter, who had abandoned the role, buried in the rubble, left for dead, and just a fist punching up through the rubble. Just oh my God, it's so good. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's so comic book I love it yeah I
0: mean, it really is I, again like I said that's why this movie is my number one I mean, it, it's so comic yeah. book and it, it's all the things I wanted out of a Spider-Man picture all in one I love Spider-Man 2 so yeah. very much
1: yeah I, I think it's really really a testament to Raimi's love for the character and his mastery on making camp fun you know just I mean who else could you have make this campy comic book style movie work other than Sam Raimi you know it's like we know him for the campiness of Evil Dead you know and we love those characters because of that you know so I I just think it was a true testament to you know everything he loved about that when he has these passion projects you can feel it you know
0: well you know what it's funny it's funny you say that because this is the most Raimi of all the Spider-Man movies too. Oh yeah. With uh I I think it was like the summer before the movie came out. And I think they were still even filming. Raimi comes down to Comic-Con here in San Diego. Yeah. And uh, this is before Hall H. They were up in Ballroom 20. Yeah. And he he plays Actually, wait. Raimi may not have been there. Raimi might have been filming. So I it was like the executive producer or something or somebody was somebody from Sony was there to play it or from the production. I can't remember exactly. But they yeah. pl- they play the the hospital scene. Oh, yeah, when they're trying to save, yeah, when they, when they're trying to like save Oct- Octavius's life and the and the tentacles yeah. are sentient and coming to him. Yeah. The most ramy thing ever and it, my brother and I look yeah. over at each other and we're like, "Holy shit, it's Spider-Man and Evil Dead all at once. <laughs> this movie yeah. is going to be amazing."
1: That yeah, that is such a indicative scene of his style, but for sure just like the like cross cuts on everyone's faces and just the reaction the angles of everything Yeah like
0: the that that that, that quick the yeah, like you said the quick cuts and yeah and then uh like the the way they use the tentacles with like the I think they have like a, like a, like a triface kind of thing like they would open up and you see like the red eye in the middle yeah. and it was just like I was like holy shit this is so cool <laughs> and then just you know chasing after the
1: doctors and stuff Yeah
0: it's so good it's so good and I still get like I said I still kind of get like the the goose pimples when I when I think about those scenes I, I this movie Again, uh, at at maybe it's not the perfect comic movie nowadays, but to me at the time it sure was. Yeah, and
1: and I think that that nostalgia factor plays in a little bit, but I do think that the movie still holds up as a really solid movie.
0: Yeah, to me the only way this movie gets better is if it actually took place in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and like, you (laughs) know, you see Iron Man flying in the background or whatever. Like that's (laughs) the only way this movie gets better. And and I I guess it's it's I guess it's fair. You know, we don't do a lot of rumor mongering on the on the show. Sure. But this is a rumor that I want to talk about because I love it so much.
1: Yeah.
0: Now, again, everything's shut down. Production's not happening on anything. So all we have is speculation. But this rumor that is circulating the internet that Tobey Maguire will be Spider-Man again in Doctor Strange 2 oh. fills my heart with so much joy.
1: <laughs> Dude, that would... Oh, man. I hadn't seen that, but that sounds amazing.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. There, there's been a lot of rumors going around that Tobey Maguire and, and possibly even Andrew Garfield will have small parts in in Doctor Strange Two: The Multiverse of Madness, which directed by Sam Raimi. So these things are starting to make oh, a bit yeah, more that's sense.
1: True. Damn, dude. I, I mean, if they do like a like a Crisis on Infinite Earth version in you know the new Doctor Strange, that's gonna be amazing,
0: dude. I I'm really excited for that picture. I think that movie. I, I like the first Doctor Strange a lot. Uh, yeah, way more than I probably thought I would, uh, just Thanks. because Doctor yeah. Strange has never been a character that resonated with me with resonated with me a ton. Yeah. But yeah. but it, it's a fun picture, and yeah. but this but multiverse of Cumberbatch madness, is
1: great.
0: Cumberbatch is great. Cumberbatch is great in everything. I I can't think of anything I've seen that he's bad in.
1: Sure.
0: But uh, yeah, this multiverse of madness sounds like it could be a real blast. Oh yeah,
1: I, I really hope they just go balls to the wall on that and just you know pull out all the stops. And
0: just go crazy. Well, it, it would be really cool if, especially for Toby, but even for, for Andrew Garfield, but like if they were somehow to able to give these guys like a, like a more proper send off as Spider-Man than their last movies did
1: as the Spider-Man,
0: as the Spider-Man, Spider-Man unite <laughs> who spiders the Spider-Man.
1: <laughs> oh man. That would be, that would be super cool. And if somehow they made that work, oh man. I think
0: the hairs would be standing on end on that one. Yeah, yeah. So again, I I love Spider Man too. I it's it it is unabashed love for that movie. I, it 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 uh, it tickles my fancy <laughs> in so many yeah. ways. Yeah,
1: you know I hadn't seen it in a while, but I kind of feel like going back and watching it now. Oh, oh,
0: nice. there might there might be an amendment to your list next week. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't
1: know. There
0: might be. <laughs> All right. So uh, for the good people, Roger, why don't you go ahead and read down your list again.
1: All right, let me pull up the list again. Sorry, one moment. Yeah, yeah. Faded away. All right, so going uh, last to first, we got Amazing Spider-Man two, Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man three, Spider-Man Far From Home, Spider-Man two, Spider-Man Into the Spider Verse, Spider-Man Homecoming, and Spider-Man one.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, and uh, you know we were we were in the, on the same page for the first four. Uh, which is it was, it was pretty good. So I yeah. uh, my number eight was Spider Man, Amazing Spider Man two. My number seven was um, Amazing Spider Man one. My number six was Amazing Spider Man three. I'm sorry, just Spider Man three. <laughs> Jesus, it never got there. It never. It, it, it yeah, it wasn't that amazing. Don't worry. No. Number five is Spider Man Far From Home. Number four was Homecoming. Again, from five on, I love these movies. Don't get me wrong. Sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> number three was the first Sam Raimi Spider Man, uh, because. Uh, there's there's so many things to like in them that flick. Plus, I we didn't even mention Joe Manganello as Flash Thompson. I mean, come on. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean he he, he going to be like a huge star uh, on on a uh, True Blood after that after that part. So
1: yeah, and then he became
0: Deathstroke, and then nothing happened. <laughs> oh, fail. <laughs> Though so you can make a donation to uh, Make-A-Wish, and uh, you can go play Dungeons and Dragons with him. He set up his basement as like his ultimate Dungeons Master Lair, and he plays D and D with celebrities.
1: That's actually kind of cool.
0: Yeah, look into it, folks.
1: Yeah, he seems like such a chill dude. He really
0: does. I d- I might be in- too intimidated to play Dungeons and Dragons with him, though. Like I I would be like, okay, you can kill my character now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I know. I know he's like uh, he's kind of a spokesperson for that Liquid Death round... What is it, like water or something? Or I don't even know what the hell it is, but I don't know if you've seen that at all.
0: <laughs> I don't know either. I don't think I have.
1: No, I'll have to send you a link later. But all right. Yeah, I, I keep seeing his face on Facebook, so I don't know.
0: <laughs> so that was that was uh, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, the first one at my number three. My number two is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse because that's a fucking amazing movie. But my number one is Spider-Man Two, with uh, yes. Spider-Man and Doc Ock facing off, and it's just—I think it was a fucking delight. If you haven't seen it in a little while, I uh, strongly recommend checking it out because it is, uh, from start to finish, a blast. Yep. Wow, man, we did it. We did it, Raj. We did indeed.
1: And yeah, you know, number zero, we have Venom.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or Agent Zero is Venom. Ooh. Ooh. I don't know if anyone read the Agent Venom comic like I did but it was a thing. He was a spy for a while. The
1: spy Venom. Yeah, I think we talked about that one. Too. Yeah,
0: that was when uh, Flash Thompson was the uh, was the host for Venom. Yeah. But uh we we'll, we'll get into that later because there's going to be a, another Venom movie and I'm sure we'll have to have like a Venom Fest podcast. <laughs> Much to the yeah. chagrin of anyone who listens to this show. <laughs>
1: we all know how much you guys love
0: Venom well I'm sure they were they're, they're just chomping the bit to hear PredFest again so oh yeah
1: that did, that <laughs> PredFest redux
0: oh boy oh boy oh man um Roger I know we're not doing much new stuff but one little bit of news I wanted to share yeah is uh, you know we are very heavily invested in Star Wars on this podcast very much we're very heavily invested in The Mandalorian on Disney Plus the Mando. and you know casting news has been coming out oh, yeah. about the Mandalorian and you know we we got the word about Rosario Dawson as a Tano coming yep. making the making the leap from animation to live action yep. well this this earlier this week we got confirmation of a, of another character making the leap from animation to live action and that would be the the Bo Katan character, another Mandalorian, a leader of the Mandalorians, a former Death Watch Mandalorian, who helped become like the liberator of her people when Darth Maul was was laying waste to Mandalore, and vo- as as voiced in the animated series Clone Wars, she will be played in The Mandalorian by Battlestar Galactica's own Katie Sackoff.
1: Yeah, and you know that works because they even kind of look the same
0: well I think that's part of the yeah I think that we, we, I think when they hired her like they have they kind of like designed the character to look a little bit like her now whether they did that did that with the intention of this all is one thing I don't know
1: yeah, that seems like a lot of foresight.
0: <laughs> but they, that is something that animation does tend to do they, they do tend to kind of like add uh facial characteristics of the person person doing the voice you know unless you're like a talking warthog in Lion King and then they don't. But <laughs> <laughs> if you're if you're a character with some kind of human features, it, it does happen sometimes. Uh yep. so Bo will be making the leap from, from the Clone War series and and she was also in Rebels and yep. to live action. And I'm really, really excited because this new second season of The Mandalorian sounds like it's going uh from one to eleven really quick. <laughs> I'm so excited for that. Like, it's pedal to yeah. metal with this show already. I mean, like, this is going to be bananas. Yeah. And uh, we also have, I believe it's been confirmed, too, that, um, uh, what, what's uh Tamara Morrison? That's who's... right. Tamara's coming back as Boba Fett.
1: Yeah. So we're going to probably have that face-off happening in season two. Yeah,
0: as strongly hinted at in the fifth episode with uh, a pair of boots in the sand. Yeah. It looks like Boba Fett will be returning to the to the big screen, uh, portrayed by the by the man who redubbed all the voices for <laughs> for Boba Fett and the stormtroopers. <laughs> Whether
1: you like it or not, it's him.
0: You know what though? It make it it makes so much sense, and I I really respect the fact that they are loyal to the people who kind of help build the universe in the first place. You sure, know, yeah. it it would be very easy to do like stunt casting and get some kind of like a list celebrity in there. It's like, oh my god, so and so is gonna we got Ryan Gosling as Boba Fett, you know, some <laughs> you know, some shit like that. But it's a waste of a pretty face, right? But bringing in Tamara Merit Morrison <laughs> makes so much sense. I, I sure. again, you know, we haven't broken down the prequels yet, but I thought he was perfectly fine as Django. I thought he brought a lot to Django. I got no problem with that.
1: Yeah. I- I like his voice a lot. I mean, as a character that spends a majority of their time in a mask, you need to have a cool voice. And I thought his voice was pretty cool.
0: Well, and there's also been rumors that the, the Captain Rex character might also be making the leap from yeah, the yeah. from the big screen. Yeah, and, and tomorrow could obviously do that part as well, which would be a, a, a trip to see, you know, where where... Uh, you know, a a clone and a clone kind of come together, but they've been on very different paths. Sure. Because I don't, I don't know if you know this, but the Captain Rex character was kind of sort of wedged into Return of the Jedi. Oh so
1: what?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's a there's a shot of the rebels when they're when they're trying to go into the into that uh, the back door base on Endor. You know, they're trying to enter through that 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 secret door in the back.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There, there is a a rebel uh uh soldier. With a thick white beard. Okay. When you see Captain Rex in Rebels, which takes place shortly before A New Hope, thick white beard. <laughs> so the intimation is that character is actually Captain Rex as a soldier in the Rebel Alliance. Huh. Now, that's not official yet. Okay. But it could it's be. A theory. I a Yeah, but I think is the one who's spreading that rumor. So. <laughs> yeah,
1: okay, well. We'll take
0: it. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there's going to be a lot of uh, – it's so it's so funny how we shifted seamlessly from Spider-Man to Star Wars. but <laughs>
1: <laughs> same, same world now, I guess.
0: But, I mean, again, in in, in, a, in a COVID-19 world where there's not a lot of, of things happening, um, sure. yeah, Star Wars news, will take it. Yeah,
1: yeah. And you hear a lot of good stuff. I'm really excited about what's to come.
0: So let's shift gears back to Spider-Man since, since we're on him and, you know, we're, we're wrapping the show up here, you know, nothing, nothing too crazy here, but like, I guess, what do you want to see happen next for Spider-Man in, in, in his third adventure with Tom Holland? Do you have any, any expectations?
1: Oh man, I know it's going to be crazy because now his like identity is revealed and all this stuff. And essentially I'm assuming that, you know, now with his identity revealed, he's just going to have to go into hiding. Um, we're gonna see probably some villains trying to hunt him down. Uh, I assume Happy is going to be keeping Aunt May safe, so <laughs> that's probably not going to be a huge concern. But uh, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, I know there's there's been kind of some speculation uh, of you know who the new villain might be, and uh, if we're gonna get some hunter action going on in there.
0: <laughs> I would, yeah, I would, I would love to see Craven make the leap. I think I talked about it when, when we, um, when we, when we were reviewing, Far from Home. That 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 one Shield agent looked very much like Craven the Hunter, and it would have been really cool if they, you know, were yeah, revealed that that was Craven, like doing recon or something.
1: Yeah,
0: that's true. Because he he looked very Craven the Hunter, but <laughs> yeah, you know we'll see. Very
1: Cravenly.
0: Well, I mean. Uh, <laughs> That, that that craven the hunter story is so classic to spider-man lore like it be, it would be really cool to see an adaptation of that where uh craven hunts spider-man thinks he kills him and buries him alive would yeah. be that would be phenomenal it's a little dark for the tom holland spider-man but you know maybe it's time to go there
1: yeah you know i mean now is kind of the time it's it's like his identity's been revealed he's seemingly pretty much this is going to be like his his darkest hour i think it's going to be a a movie where he's going to have to fight the most stuff so i I think now would be the best time to introduce you know craven um and i i think it would be awesome i would love to see you know the mcu version of craven you know they did so well with vulture that I can only imagine the cool stuff they're gonna do. Just this like expert hunter, badass kind of character, um, but like with a bunch of technology, I'm sure. So yeah, I think it'd be really awesome to see. Are
0: are, are there any Spider-Man villains that um, uh, I don't want to say like are your favorites or anything like that? But like you you would you you would really love to see a take on them in in the movies that we, in, in any movie that we haven't seen yet.
1: Uh, you know, I can't remember the, the character's name. Who was, uh? do you remember from the 90s series? Uh, you know, Kingpin had his, like, right-hand man, dude with a mullet. It was, like, I think in a wheelchair. Uh, oh! They, like, made all the robots. Yeah,
0: Alice, Alice, Alistair Smythe, the, uh, the Spider know. Slayer. He would make the Spider Slayer robots, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. I remember as a kid, that was always one of my favorite. Uh, favorite episodes, that that whole arc that they have where he was just making all the robots that would kind of, like, transform into each other and just, like, all of them be hunting Spider-Man. It was, it was super cool. So I, I really think it'd be cool to see that character. Um, yeah, I totally forgot his name, but as soon as he said it, I'm like, oh, the memories came me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: right on. Yeah, I, I think the one thing I was always... I. I I don't know. Disappointment, sorry. I guess disappointment is a fair enough word. But it was it was teased in the in the first two Spider Man pictures that we were going to get to see the lizard, and it never yeah. happened. Uh, the lizard is a character that I really like a lot. I don't know that he is necessarily the uh, kind of like super bad that you need in in a in a in a movie. But I think he would have been a fun villain to see depicted in live action. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm also a fan of the chameleon but I feel like Mysterio did a fairly good job of kind of borrowing a little bit from his gimmick as well.
1: Sure, sure.
0: So I don't know if I need yeah. to see the Chameleon necessarily, though that would also impl- imply that spider Man's is mixed up in world affairs if you get the Chameleon involved.
1: <laughs> sure, that's fair. And you know, we didn't even talk about Morbius at all.
0: Well, you know, what's going on with Morbius? Like, I haven't heard anything recently, and like everything's postponed and delayed, and I've heard little.
1: Yeah, you know, that one I'm, I'm not sure at all about. Um, I'd really like to see what, what direction they take it. I, I feel like he's going to go definitely anti-hero, but I, I'm curious as to if they're going to take him that route, but then he kind of goes bad, and then he kind of crosses over into the Spider-Man world. It'd be interesting to see.
0: No, I, I agree with you on that 100%. Uh, Spider-Man,
1: has,
0: <laughs> and Spider-Man has so many good villains, too. Uh, it, uh, there, there'll be no shortage of, of good villains for them to pick from, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what storyline I mean, storyline wise, like this seems like the opportune time to you know, introduce like a Sinister Six is like a bunch of bounty hunters trying to get Spider Man. But uh I you know, I, I don't know what they're what they might have cooked cook cook it cooking up their sleeves or whatnot. Here or hidden yeah. up their sleeves and cooking in in the kitchen. I sorry, I'm mixing my, my mixing <laughs> metaphors again.
1: Yeah, no worries. No, <laughs> I, I definitely agree. I, I think this honestly, their, their whole prior plan of trying to get their Sinister Six movies up was just garbage in comparison to what we have in front of us, which is essentially, hey, look, everybody knows who it is. Now's the time for all the villains to try to like, you know, bounty hunt this guy. And you know, whatever reasons they have could be their own, but you could easily just weave all these characters hunting Spider Man. So I I think that's the way to go.
0: Yeah, I agree. The the, the possibilities are endless. (laughs) Yeah,
1: they left it at a good point.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, Is there anything else you want to say about Spider-Man in closing, Raj? Um, I'm I'm assuming Tobey Maguire is your favorite Spider-Man in live action.
1: You know, I I want to say he's definitely the most um, pivotal to me. Um, But like I said, I think probably Tom Holland is, is kind of taking that for me these days. He, he's really nailing the, like, just awkward but yet lovable kind of aspect of it. Um, and he's just, I guess, more believable as, a, like, a young high schooler.
0: So, yeah. I well, I'm you know, I'm glad that they've kept Spider-Man in high school. I think that's a fun aspect of these new movies uh, by far. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know they they got Peter out of high school pretty quick in the same Raimi pictures, but I think you kind of had to because, I mean, you know Toby McGuire in high school is a bit of a stretch at the time. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So the sooner you you removed him from that world, the better. Uh, okay. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I, I still kind of give the nod to Toby because he's in like my favorite Spider Man. But I lo- I I really do love Tom Holland as as the current Spider Man, and I also uh, want to give a special shout out to the costume because. I love that they went with like the bright color scheme, you know, the bright blue and the bright red. You know, oh, yeah. uh, again, if I if I were to knock anything about the Raimi movies, uh, is is the Spider Man colors are a little dark, a little muted. But you know, sure. that played better back then, I guess, for whatever reason. Yeah.
1: But this, yeah, I mean, it, the old TVs just couldn't handle
0: it. <laughs> yeah, but the the Spider Man costumes always look really pretty. Always has been pretty darn good looking on on, on in in cinema. Though you, you you do get a little bit of a cheat with the Toby movies, where like he just sort of gets the better costume when no one really explains why. <laughs> <laughs> he just upgrades. At that. least in the Holland pictures, you know, you you realize that Iron Man did it. It's Iron Man's fault. <laughs>
1: sure, yeah, yeah. You don't know why he went from the the sweater outfit with bone saw to like his awesome outfit.
0: Yeah, it, they just kind of make a make a leap there, and we just go for the ride. And they're like, I'm okay with that. Fine. <laughs>
1: That's
0: fine. Yeah, right, it's do. okay. But uh, yeah, I think it's fair to say that we love Spider Man on, on this podcast. Uh, you and I, you and you, me and Jedi Raj are big Spider Man <laughs> fans, and uh, we're excited for all the opportunities that uh, that Spider Man has for the MCU. Like uh, we love that uh, Sony and Marvel reached a deal so that Spider Man can stay in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yep. Uh, you and I are both. We're we I you you know we're in that group that really, really enjoyed the Venom movie, <laughs> so yeah. we're we're looking forward to Venom two. And, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a good time to be a Spider-Man fan. And, uh, for sure. And, uh, n- and there ain't nothing wrong with that, so get on it. <laughs> yes. And uh, whenever they want to do the Spider-Man 20, 2099 movie, I will be in line for that, too, because I love Spider-Man 2099.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what they're going to do with that, if it's going to be the next Into the Spider-Verse sequel. Well,
0: but... it, yeah, it, it I mean... Yeah, you get you get like that cool little Easter egg scene with with Spider Man twenty ninety nine, and uh, <laughs> hopefully there's hopefully they do some more of that in in the new one in the next Spider Verse picture. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I'm on for the ride. Right. I'm a, I'm all, all along for the. I love me that Miguel O'Hara Spider Man. Give it to me. <laughs> nice. All right, Roger. Thank you so much for ranking Spider Man movies with me. This has been a real blast. I'm really. Uh, I guess I shouldn't be too surprised that like our bottom four were were the same.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean I, I kind of feel like there, there's a general consensus on those for a reason. So yeah, I, I think we, we run the same wavelength for those at least.
0: But only the bottom three are the really the bottom three, that fourth one is still good. Oh yeah, <laughs> so, for sure. Yeah. Math is hard. Don't think about it. <laughs> Alright, Raj, thanks for joining me today. Uh we'll we'll be talking soon. Don't worry. For sure. Alright, let me turn this puppy off. Be a son to me. Now.
1: I have a father. His name was Ben Parker. Godspeed, Spider-Man.
0: Oh. All right, so there you have it. That is the TomCast Podcast. Spider-Man film rankings, as decided by myself and Jedi Raj. He's Jedi Raj on Twitter and Instagram. So follow Roger and uh, show support for him. And and if you don't like his list, hit him up and let him know that too. Same thing for me. Let me know what you guys agree and disagree with as far as uh, my rankings for the Spider-Man films, the theatrical release Spider-Man films. I expect a fair amount of grief for probably having those Tom Holland pictures a little bit lower on my list, but again, that's not meant as an insult or, or a sign of disrespect. I, I really, really have enjoyed Homecoming and Far from Home, um, but those those first two Sam Raimi movies are are uh, uh, my childhood kind of brought to life, and and so they they get a little bit more of a, of a of a, of love for me as far as being. Uh, standout comic book pictures you know so much material uh straight from the source in the in those sam raimi adaptations uh, and then obviously into the spider-verse is is uh just tremendous as far as what it did and the way it showed uh the man, the every person uh that spider-man that spider that a spider person can be uh so you know i'll 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 take my beating on, on the on the internet if you guys want to come after me or uh, if you want to show me a little support and, and say, you know what, those Toby pictures they're not half bad That Sam Raimi knew what he was doing with casting Toby frickin' Maguire as Spider-Man and uh, we didn't really mention Franco James Franco as as, uh, Nor- as Harry Osborn and you know, there there was a lot we didn't get into uh, as far as peeling the layers back on, on the individual movies but uh, there's a lot to talk about further and I think... Uh, We'll probably get the chance to do that, particularly with the Raimis coming up. And, and obviously Holland movies are still happening, so they'll be coming up more regularly on the show as well in, in the near future. So thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you once again to my to my Patreons, to the main pop heads of the show. Uh, thank you to the Aspen Hill Chody. Thank you to the Batman of Bay Park, Mr. Jeff Nail. Be sure to check out uh, the Ringing Ear podcast. I just did an episode with Jeff, and we talk about hair metal. And it's a lot of fun. So thank you to Patreons. patrons. If you want to join Pophead Nation, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash TomCastPodcast. And you're going to get all kinds of sweet bonus content for your contribution. And there'll be more sweet bonus content coming as we head into the summer months. And I can't wait to start bringing that to you guys. I've got a lot of big plans, a lot of things in the works. And uh, my patrons, my current patrons, you're going to find out about those very, very soon as I will begin... Sharing and discussing them with you in the next week or two. Um, in the meantime, keep listening to this show. It's always going to be free. It's always going to be available. We're not stopping anytime soon. We're, we're this is episode ninety two. We are on the fast track to one hundred, and uh, that's when that's when shit gets real. You know, like we're taking the training wheels off pretty soon. It's gonna be it's gonna get it's gonna get uh, legit in here. So follow the show on social media at TomCastPopCast, on Instagram on Twitter. And uh, tell your friends about the show. Like, subscribe, share the show, uh, write us a five-star review. I'm going to read on the podcast if you do that. And, uh, you know, just generally uh, keep being awesome to us. And, and you know, hopefully we, we will keep being awesome to you guys, too. Uh, it, it, we're trying to build a community here, so so hit us up. Let us know what you guys think, what you guys want us to talk about. Everything's up for grabs at this point. I mean, it's uh, we're living in a COVID-19 world, so there's a lot of... Uh, a lot of chance to talk about any kind of pop culture stuff. And we want to we want to talk about the good stuff. We want to talk about the stuff that's making us happy. You know, This uh, that's why it's, it, it, this is... In the last few episodes have been a bit nostalgic. Uh, because current events, not as much fun. So, I think we're going to stay on this path for a little while. But you guys have a lot of say in this show, too. So, again, hit us up. Twitter, Instagram. You got the email, TomCastPopCast at gmail.com. And... Uh, yeah, we're gonna keep cranking our shows. Don't worry, we're not going anywhere. We're gonna keep providing the the free, independently produced content that you have come to know and uh, hopefully love, at least as much as I do. And uh, with that, uh, you know, we're gonna close the show out, and we will be back very, very soon. I don't want to say one hundred percent what the next show is gonna be just yet. Uh, I gotta work out some final details, but it should be a really, really good one. And uh, you'll just have to stay tuned. Okay. Thank you guys for listening. I'll be in touch. You guys take care of each other. Wash your hands. Wash each other's hands. and then, uh, But don't hold hands. And You stay six feet apart after the hand washing, okay? All right. We'll talk later. Ciao, babes. Whatever life holds in store for me, I will never forget these words. With great power comes great responsibility. This is my gift. My curse. Who am I? I'm Spider-Man.